Hi, this is Bannon Backus, and I want to take a moment as the real me, not the host of The Gone Show, to thank you for listening to this first episode. Believe it or not, this show is the result of years of work, and I'm really excited and grateful to be able to share it. This show comes from my love of characters, comedy, nostalgia, old talk shows, writing, and I'm sure millions of other things that are now toiling away for little pay deep in my subconscious. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. And now I'll leave you in the hands of my alter ego for the first episode of The Gone Show. Thanks again. Welcome to the premiere episode of The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we'll be looking at something called a typewriter. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and thank you for joining the Gone Show for its first ever episode. With us tonight are my guests and they include Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. And it's very good to be here. Next, John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in the first half of the 19th century, and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. And I'm old smiles. And last but not least, cosmonaut Stanislaw Kapustin. On behalf of Mother Russia and myself, you are welcome. And before we begin discussing tonight's topic, what with this being our first ever show, uh, let's take a brief moment to get better acquainted with our guests. Uh, Jay Stewart, you were one of the first to agree to appear on the show, and I sincerely thank you for that because I think it helped to give us immediate credibility. Well, it's very nice of you to say so. Uh, For me, the appeal of the show is its reverence for the past. You see, I was a businessman in the glory days of business beginning in the 1950s, and throughout my career I always had a hard time letting go. Many of my colleagues saw that as a weakness, but as you can see, I'm living proof of having won that argument. Yeah, at the very least, I believe people should be aware of the past. Exactly. Like walking through a parking lot at night to your station wagon. Be aware. Moving on, of course, anyone with even a passing interest in late 18th and early 19th century British history, I know you're out there, will remember John Mitten, also known as Mad Jack. Well, it seems once again I'm haunted by my past. And maybe you can elaborate for those who may be less familiar. Well, I'm neither one to ruin a surprise or put too much stock in the history books. But it's safe to say that before I hopped the twig in 1834, I was something of a wealthy free spirit. And still am, don't you know, despite the good lord allowing me to continue as only a lips and stash phantom. 
Thank you, John. And that brings us to Stanislaw Kapustin. And Stanislaw, just so you know, you're more than welcome to take off your helmet and be comfortable. This is a proud member of a steel classified project of the Soviet space program. Stanislaw Kapustin is at home in his cosmonaut suit. It is like being wrapped in the warm embrace of Valentina Tereshkova. So your work is obviously a big part of your life? It is true. My work amongst the stars... A constant struggle to avoid both the seemingly unanswerable questions of the cosmos from tearing apart my mind, and being swallowed by the peach-black jaws of infinity. It consumes much of my time, but I try to not bring my work home with me. Fair enough. Thank you, Stanislaw. Now moving on to tonight's topic, which is typewriters. Now, as a child, I remember playing with my grandmother's typewriter, but I have never used one as an adult. Um, Have any of you ever used a typewriter? When I was still alive and kicking, I remember hearing about something called a typographer. I was going to use it to write a letter to a Viscountess who traveled through North Wales with some regularity, but I couldn't get my hands on one. So, I just paid a courier to deliver to her a naked painting of me, along with my address. She arrived shortly thereafter, and I'll let you in on something. The secret is large brushstrokes. Large brushstrokes? Oh my. Well, uh, based upon my research, the typographer was actually a precursor to the typewriter. Instead of using keys, you would select characters with a dial. Similar to a thermostat. Depending on the style, yeah. One would look ridiculous typing in that manner, working the dial back and forth. It reminds me of an engineer at Baikonur Cosmodrome, looking at some flashing red light and twisting some knob until boom, classified. And how about you, Jay? Any experience with the typewriter? Like the music of the Big Bopper at a juke joint. So are the sounds of typewriters to me. I spent all of my working years in an office listening to memos and letters created with clicks and clacks. So you frequently used a typewriter? No, I had secretaries. Oh. But there was one day back in 1963, my secretary had called in sick. And there was a memo that absolutely needed to be created. Something about plastics. Anyway, I couldn't find anyone available who knew their way around a typewriter. So I rolled up my sleeves and went at it. It wasn't five minutes before someone stopped in front of my office and said something about hunting and pecking. Let me tell you, I just about went through the roof. Here I was, a happily married man, and someone's describing me as hunting and pecking. I later learned it was just a comment on my two-finger typing style, which, as you could imagine, was a huge relief. I mean, I, I had to work with these people. Hunting and pecking. That actually sums up my life rather nicely. As a means to a segue, did any of your secretaries happen to be women? 
most of them, the men I hired usually spent less time typing and more time polishing apples. Polishing apples? I mean, they were trying to flatter me. Da. In Russia, we call it scrubbing the radish. I ask because the first commercially successful typewriters were marketed heavily to women and actually had flowers printed on them to that end. Some of my happiest memories came immediately after giving a flower to a lovely lady. Stinislav Kapustin likes flowers, but I've never received any. I always receive a practical gift, like a comb. Well, someday a flower will look very nice on your spacesuit. It would never survive re-entry. Good point. Well, it's time to take a short break. We'll be right back. Live, laugh, love. If only I had known early on that it was that simple. The day I was released from prison, after serving 12 years for armed robbery of a laundromat, I had breakfast at an independently owned diner, and there, Hanging on a wall was a sign I had been waiting for my entire life. It read, Live, Laugh, Love. When I saw those words, it was as if Tony Robbins and Jesus Christ were sitting on my lap and combing my hair. Everything made sense. I got my life in order. And before long, I opened the Triple L Sign Shop, where I sell exclusively signs that read, Live, Laugh, Love. Each sign is available in a variety of materials, including wood, plastic, metal, and slate. The Triple L Sign Shop. I cannot give you a sign, but I can sell you one at a reasonable price. Hi, this is Paul Schiff, owner of Little Kaiser's Pizza, and I'm here with an urgent communique. The Breadstick Blitzkrieg is back. That's right. For a limited time, you'll receive a large convoy of breadsticks for the small convoy price. And don't forget, every Monday is D-Day here at Little Kaiser's Pizza, where every Monday, if you spend $20 or more, you'll receive a complimentary ration of French bread pizza. So, be sure to join us for some R&R. And remember, at Little Kaiser's Pizza, we continue to disavow any knowledge of the Battle of the Bulge. March on your pizza to Little Kaiser's Pizza today. Welcome back to The Gone Show. And welcome back to The Gone Show. For those just joining us, with me is Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. And tonight we're discussing typewriters. Now, here's a pop quiz for you gentlemen. Who is widely considered to be the creator of the typewriter as we know it? Is this person Russian? No, they probably wouldn't know anything about that. 
According to my research, the answer is Christopher Latham Scholes from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I traveled to Milwaukee for business with some regularity. I once joined a client who was friends with the Archdiocese of Milwaukee for dinner at Pabst Mansion. Good food? A little dry. Of course, that could just have been the company. I'm just joking. The company made for a very pleasant evening. Well, some of the things that we owe to the device that Scholes initially developed include the QWERTY layout and even the name typewriter. You said Milwaukee. Yes, I have heard of this place. No offense to Milwaukee, but I've always been more of a port drinker. I hope you don't mind, John, but in performing my due diligence before the show, um... I found record of you having brought 2,000 bottles of port with you when you entered the University of Cambridge. Well, I was worried about things being a bit dull within the walls of academe, don't you know? And, sure enough, I was right. That's why I dropped out. You dropped out of the University of Cambridge. Didn't I explain myself? It was as dull as ditchwater. I chose to continue my education through travel. Stinislaw Boston also appreciates the value of real-world education. Cheers, good man, Stanislaw. Before joining the Soviet space agency, Stinislaw Kapustin spent five months in Minsk. And what did you do there? Stinislaw Kapustin drank vodka. Cheers again, but not in excess. Ew. And I repaired a Yugo, which I was able to resell for a profit. If I had eyes, I'd be crying. Any time you can sell an automobile for a profit, you're okay in my book. Thank you. And circling back to tonight's topic, obviously typewriters are still found where electricity is relatively limited, but from my research, I was surprised to learn that it persists in places you might not expect, like American police departments, courts in India, even some funeral homes where they're used for death certificates. This is no surprise to Stanislav Pustin. I have filled out many post-mission reports on the typewriter at the Cosmodrome. It is comforting to know that Stanislaw Kapustin's death certificate might also be filled out with a typewriter. And it wouldn't have to be done on an antique either. Surprisingly enough, you can still buy a few typewriter models new. You can buy a new bottle of port too, but it won't be dusty. Stanislaw Kapustin understands what you are saying. The best Yugo is one with some mileage. Well, we're almost to the end of the show. Before we bring things to a close, I'd like to get your final thoughts on tonight's topic. Jay, would you get us started? First off, I'd like to congratulate you on the premiere episode of this series. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. I had a wonderful time getting to know you, the other guests, and I look forward to being invited back. Well, we'll definitely keep the chair warm for you, Jay. As far as typewriters go, like I said, they take me back to the prime of my life. Even though I was never skilled in their use, they'll always hold a special place in my heart. Forgive Stinislaw Kapustin if he is being rude, but where is your heart? 
a laboratory. John, how about you? Even if I had lived to see the typewriter, I just don't know if I would have used it all that much. The written word has its place, but it's no substitute for looking a gent in the eye or thinking about a lovely lady in her bodice while you're looking her husband in the eye. An interesting perspective, John. Thank you. And Stanislaw Kapustin. Stanislaw Kapustin is a man of the future. Stanislaw Kapustin has ventured into the infinite blackout space. Let's not forget the infinite boredom of Minsk. Despite it, I appreciate the loud, bulky precision of the typewriter. It reminds Stanislaw Kapustin of a hammer and sickle. And there you have it, the typewriter. A tool that took hundreds of years to become reality, and now a tool largely relegated to locales without access to readily available electric power, government bureaucracy, and, of course, homes with typewriters. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Good evening, and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.